0: Practical Prophetic, where prophetic ministry is made practical. I'm Beth Wingate, I'm your host, and welcome to the podcast. On our podcast today, I have my mom, Judy, back on the show with us. Welcome, Mom. Thank you so much. I enjoy this. Yes, so today we are sitting actually in my car, and it's raining, so you'll hear the rain noises in the background (laughs) Uh, if you're listening to this and you're sleepy hopefully you can make it through (laughs) without falling asleep i use a sound machine at night with the sound of rain so hopefully i can stay awake maybe it won't be too bad it sounds like it's slacking up so today we're going to talk about uh, something that is near and dear to both of our ministries you've had a ministry for many years and before that You were a Sunday school teacher, and then you did youth ministry, and all of these kind of things. And and one of the things your ministry has always been focused around is the prophetic. And really, this is an extension of all of that. And so we have a ministry, or you do, that I'm involved in with you called Fresh Oil. And really, it's a platform to be able to teach you how to begin to operate in the gifts of the spirit as a believer to minister and encourage other people you know most of us come to church with a consumer mentality of what can god do for me but once you grow in your faith and you get a little more established in your faith and you mature then God can use you and God wants to use you and you can become useful. And I'm going to base this foundation scripture for us and I'm going to kind of pitch it to you. It's in 1 Corinthians 14 26, which is the foundation scripture for fresh oil. And it says, What then shall we say, brothers, when you come together, everyone? not the pastor, not just the worship leader, but everyone has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue or an interpretation. And all of these must be done for the strengthening or some some translations say edification of the church. And so really, that's what the whole podcast is about, what your ministry is about. Uh, we don't have traditional Sunday schools, so a podcast or a small group is really about the only venue where you can really get into the uh, practical mechanics of teaching people how to come with a hymn, a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue or an interpretation. And so really that's the premise of all of this. And so I want to really key in on that part that says a revelation. Well, we know from this podcast that anything in your Bible connected to the word prophecy goes back to that Hebrew root word naba. And so prophecy just means to be inspired of the Holy Spirit. A revelation is an inspired uh, understanding or word from the Lord and so I'm just gonna pitch it to you you've got many years of experience teaching and sharing about giving a word or having a revelation and then what do you do with that and so I'm gonna pitch it over to you and uh, go go long I'm making a pass I caught it <laughs> okay it's mine <laughs> I am
1: heading down to the goalpost <laughs> okay in James 1 5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to everyone, everyone, liberally and ungrudgingly, without reproach or fault finding, and it will be given him. You know that. That's saying, if you you don't know how to do something, or if you don't know something, that we can come to God, ask Him, and He's going to give us the answer without fault-finding, without reproaching. Well, I don't know if you really deserve to know that. I remember what you did last week. You know, no, God doesn't do that. It's us humans that have a tendency to do that. And so we know that if we ask, we'll receive. Right. and we It have, says liberally. Yes, more than, more than you could ever hope or ask. Not only that, it says if you ask, if you in faith believe, then you're going to have an anticipation of, hey, I'm watching out for this. I'm looking for it. This past Sunday, this past week, we had a very, very tragic, horrible incident in our family. My grandson died. And it's a divorce situation, and we aren't able just to, to do all the normal things that a grandparent does. And so, I prayed and I asked God, God, my grandson, his name is Cody, he loves you. He's not dead, y'all. He's alive. He's more alive than we are. He's just in a different place. And so, I said, God, in honor to him, can I please lead somebody this week to the Lord? Now, I said that on Saturday. I went to church Sunday. And it's it's because I believe God is going to show me that. It doesn't get away from my thought life. I'm not dwelling on it every second. But yet, I'm anticipating and I'm looking and watching and waiting. Well, I went into church... And I, we have a time where we greet people. And I honed in on this young, pretty young girl, just ador- adorable little blonde headed girl. But she had her effect, her was so flatlined no smile, no mad, no glad, just flatlined. And I don't know, I guess you could say that the Spirit of God, because I had asked, the Spirit of God was kind of leading me to her. I didn't know that at the time. And so I shook her hand and I said, can you tell me your name? And she did. And I said, "Uh, I'm so glad to have you here, and how old are you? And she said, 17. And I said, oh, we have a great youth group, and we do. And told her, you know, I'd love to have her come Wednesday night. I I thought that was going to be it. I went back across the room uh, a few aisles over, sat down, and uh, when the pastor gave the call for salvation we had four people saved and i'm one of the people that the pastor has turn around everybody else is supposed to be with their heads down you turn around and you help me get a count and so i'm helping him get a count but i'm looking at her and i'm thinking please raise your hand please raise your hand god please please if she's not saved, Lord, please save her. But I knew instantly this child isn't saved. And so how do I know that? I knew it by the Spirit. And so after church, you know, I, I'm not going to say I'm popular, but I have several people that come running up to me want to talk to me that are in my prayer team or things like that. But I kind of had to say excuse me for a minute and i ran over there straight to her and I, got, I talked to her, and I just said, can I ask you a question? Now, I know I've said this before, but y'all need to hear this, because this was not something I made up. This is something God told me. This is what you say. I'm one of those short, concise, get to the point, get it done, because I believe the enemy can get in there and if they start thinking and you start rambling they'll they'll change their mind and so i look at her i got i went over to her hugged her and i said can i ask you one question and she said yes she's still not smiling y'all she looks i don't know just like this whole thing is shocking to her and so I asked her I said if you died right now now y'all I'm thinking about my grandson too if you died right now because I know where Cody is I said if you died right now do you know where you would go and she said no I don't I said okay I said well Jesus came that you would know you have eternal life that's why he came He wanted you to have eternal life. And I said, do you want eternal life? And she said, yes. And I went, okay. And so I said, do you believe Jesus died on the cross? He was born of a virgin, rose from the dead. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, we're going to pray. We're going to ask Jesus in our heart. And we held hands, and we asked that he would forgive her of all her sins, that he would come into her heart and be her Lord and Savior. And when we finished praying, that young lady, her whole countenance changed. She had the biggest smile, and I just hugged her. And wherever she is, I don't know if she'll come back. To our church that had nothing to do with it, that little girl's going to be in the kingdom of God one day. Anyway, so Beth was saying, "How do you how do you give out prophecy? Well, you ask God, you and then you receive in." Mine are the three R's. Receive, remain, reveal. You receive your inspiration from God. 2 Timothy, and I'm not going to be too wordy. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, All scripture, y'all, every dot, every tittle, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable That means it's good for them, or you, for correction, instruction in righteousness. So, all scripture, when I very first started out, and you know, I'm telling you, I did it with my knees knocking and feeling so unworthy, and I just can't do it because... Before the Holy Spirit got a hold of me, I was pretty shy. And kind of like felt like everybody else knew everything that I didn't. But when I got a hold of God, the Holy Spirit got a hold of me, he taught me some things. Do it afraid. Step out as as Joyce Meyer says. Do it afraid. And to step out and give Scripture at first. You, right. You will never go wrong giving Scripture.
0: Right. I've given multiple examples about, you know, if you'll get you... This is a wonderful exercise. Get you a little card. Maybe yes. put a little gift card with it if you want for 5 or $10 to, I don't know, McDonald's or something. And uh, if there's a Scripture that has really ministered to you, like, for example, uh, the one you just read out of James, Put it on the card. Just say, felt like the Lord wanted me to give this to you. Uh, Put it in an envelope. Carry it around with you and pray over it and ask God to reveal to you the perfect person to give that to. Uh, He's never failed me yet. How about you? Amen.
1: Hey, I have cards that were made up by some company that it has just one little scripture on it that's another perfect example and i keep them in my purse and i just the holy spirit will just kind of prompt me right give that to them and sometimes in my prayer team uh i will just god will prompt me to pass out one to everyone and every time everybody there will say this is exactly what god wanted that's a safe
0: wonderful starting point yeah yes it's, it's a
1: springboard
0: right and i still use that today i mean yes. there's definitely times that uh i'll just if a scripture's really ministering to me it's a great place to start go ahead and put it on a card by you you know I, you don't have to put a gift card with it i just think that's nice sort of uh you know just shows that you're caring or whatever and um If it's ministered to you, then it's profitable for someone else too. And then just ask the Lord to supernaturally, Naba, that that prophetic inspiration of the Holy Spirit, show you who to give that to. And I promise you, He will. That's right. So you receive inspiration
1: from God, but you receive it by asking, Mm -hmm. by equipping yourself, get the word of God and get some scriptures. The lady that led me to the Lord was uh, just an... She was powerful, and she would tell us there is no excuse for any of you not to be a witness because all you need to know is Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. If you don't have anything but that, you can go up to somebody else who's hurting and tell them Jesus loves you. Right. I know a woman who has a big ministry Um, Joni Ames, she gave her testimony that she was ready to commit suicide. She was a Christian. But there were just lots of things in her life and she was down. And she just said, Lord, I just feel like killing myself. She went to a meeting and a man came over and said, I believe the Lord wants you to know that he really loves you. Jesus loves you. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. And she said, that changed my whole life. Now, when that young man, he probably thinks, just like you or I, that was nothing. Right. Just telling it, him God loves him. Everybody yeah, knows yeah, that. everybody knows <laughs> that. But when that young man gets in heaven, he's going to share in everything Joni Ames
0: did because he changed her life he invested in the the ministry that she has in the kingdom of heaven he did
1: it's just you know what we're gonna venture here this is one of beth's favorite things (laughs) when you actually prophetically tell somebody something god gave them And they and it's from God. You are investing in that person, just like buying stock in Microsoft or whatever. And you never know. You never know what that's going to mean to somebody. I walked up to a young man and his mother, and I I didn't even... I want to tell you, that was one of those times I couldn't think fast enough to have said his name. I said his name. How about that got his attention? It got his attention. (laughs) And I, I just more or less said, John, the Lord says, this is one of your last opportunities. Wow. You need... To give Jesus your whole heart. He prayed and got born again, and his mother said, His name is John. (laughs) I bet it shocked you too. (laughs) It shocked me. I was more shocked than they were. So, you know, but we can, and I'm not saying that I've done that ever again. I've been in this 40 something years. That only happened once. But that's how great God knew that young man needed that extra push. That somebody that didn't know him could walk up and speak his name. I bet he's probably told that 10, 10, 15 times (laughs) since then. But anyway, so the first thing we have to do is receive the inspiration from God. Then the second thing is, we've got to remain in the Spirit. How do we remain in the Spirit? Oh, y'all, i got to give you the bad news before you can get the good news.
0: Uh-oh. Womp, womp. <laughs> yes,
1: womp, womp. you got to die to self. Ooh. You really do. Yeah. You're not fooling anybody. And I don't think anybody wants to fool anybody. But sometimes we fool our own self. Right. And god don't play games so we've got to die to self if you think you can give a word to somebody because you don't like the guy they're dating or <laughs> oh, you got, or you <laughs> yeah. don't think they ought to go on that that's called control well it's manipulation and manipulation
0: and, and uh, paul also teaches us that 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 is can be witchcraft. It, yes. It's dangerous. You don't ever it's do that. Very
1: very very dangerous. Sometimes
0: it may start off ignorantly or misguided, but if if you're not careful, that can get really dark. Yes. And so what you have
1: to do is you have to give up you who you are your opinions my opinions my thoughts I don't have any thoughts I want to have the mind of Christ let this mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus number one who thought it not robbery to be equal with God so you can't go there and say well I'm nothing I'm a worm I can't I can't <laughs> yeah. talk to anybody and tell it no we we are Jesus we are co- heirs co-workers with jesus
0: we are right there with him right we have to bring it into balance you can't go out there as a renegade doing it on your own and then you can't be so insecure and and, uh feel like you're inferior that god can't use you it's in the middle you have to just uh, stay with god stay with him submit yourself to his leadership yes submit yourself to the lord and but then be bold when you do yes and you've got to be in
1: I would say contact with God. It's like you're flying a plane and you're going, okay, now what do I do here? And so receive that and die to self. Forget about you. It ain't about you.
0: Right, you're a messenger.
1: Yeah, you're just a messenger. It's like Joyce Shansing. I mean, Joyce Myers goes, what about me? What about me? What about (laughs) me? You know, forget that. You've got to be God's... Spokesman, and so I saw. I whenever I give a word or personally to somebody,
0: I like to take another person with me. That's wisdom because they went out two by two, and that's wisdom. And because
1: you never know, the devil is a sneaky snake. <laughs> and he will he will cause people to lie about you. Yep. He will cause people to hear wrong, twist it, twist it. And so you know, did the did God say we can't eat of every you know fruit? And, so, and it's subtle. It's always subtle. It's always subtle, yeah. yes, but it can harm your ministry. Right. And so whenever I give a word, I, 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 even up at the front of the church, I always put my finger up. And that means, one, on my prayer team, you better get yourself up here with me. I'm fixing to give somebody a word, and I need backup. I need somebody listening, praying for that person. And so we have to remain in the spirit we can't give what we want we have to hear it from god and you're going well how do you hear from god well a lot of times it's his word Mm -hmm. it lines up with the word
0: always it has to it has to i've got a whole podcast called 10 prophetic guidelines you can go back uh and, and listen to that it's a few episodes back but uh we go in detail on that now one thing is, some people get the idea, when
1: I say, when you prophesy to somebody, that you're talking about prophet, like in the Old Testament, <laughs> with a capital P. Right. Prophet, like Samuel. You know, no. We are prophet with a little P. Just like, I'm not a pastor with a capital P, but I can preach. Right. I'm not a, you know, I don't have the ministry quote of healing, but I can lay hands on the sick. So um, we need to stay in the spirit. The next thing is reveal. We can reveal God's plan and his word to people It's up to them, though, to receive it. Right. Or reject. And you know what? It doesn't matter what they say back to you. I have had people say horrible things to me. It's not my word, it's not my Bible. That's between them and God. I'm just the messenger. And so you cannot take it to heart. Right. You can't. You can't be braggadocious. No. I can't stand that. To see somebody, whoa, where we went and we laid hands on five people and pulled one up out of the wheelchair and all this. And I'm going, no, "No, that's, I don't know what you did. But, you know, we're not doing anything to brag about. And besides, it's nothing you did. Right. God taught. Through a
0: donkey. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll that's inter- the class you're in. Yeah, actually. I'll interject right here on that on that podcast. I had the ten guidelines. Uh, one of the things I said is if you are a little pea prophet. Yeah. Unless you have a uh, relationship or a, th- a position of authority over a person, your your prophetic word should only encourage and edify. Yes. That's sort of a personal rule that I have. It keeps you safe. Um, there's, you know, unless you're in the office of a prophet. Now, when a prophet comes in and, and admonishes a whole area or culture or congregation, mm-hmm. that's different. But if you're in, if you're not in the office of a prophet, we just read that First Corinthians. You know, you should be giving words of edification or giving them God's word, maybe a warning of, you know, hey, you know, like you told the John guy. I believe the Lord said this is your last opportunity, but. You don't wanna like say, you know, I get something against them and their own personal behavior. You know, right. you gotta be real careful right there. So I would say that play it safe unless you're unclear if you're unclear on that, play it safe. Only edify.
1: Yes, bring bring edification and make it be a, a thing that as if God right. were speaking to them. He would love them. No matter what situation or shape
0: they were in right there's a couple of caveats to that but I would say that that gets into some nuance and and you've got to be sure that it's God and it presented in a way that is wisdom and also outside of your own home yes
1: you better make sure your pastor has you covered too
0: right I'm a big believer in submitting to authority and uh right must be in proper alignment authority wise yes and you
1: need to because it says that once you teach you are more you have a bigger responsibility to have your life line up with god's word so because you'll be judged even harsher and so make sure you're your life represents Jesus. Somebody said, how do you know if somebody's word is really
0: from God? Look at their life. Fruit. Yeah, we're fruit inspectors. Yes, we
1: are fruit. And we're not judging them. You just have to look at their fruit. Right. There was a uh, a woman that gave out prophetic words, and then you find out that she's living a just a terrible Life, you know what? Just trash everything she said. Right. Because she gave she gave a word to a woman and that woman believed it and divorced her husband. That word was from the pit of hell.
0: Yeah, that's not good.
1: No. So we want to reveal God's plan and his word. There was a I'm gonna give a one that happened to me there was someone very close in our family and they had a quote ministry uh in their church as a a group you know small group group. thank you I can't think of those anyway small group leader and they had a big small group and it was in their house equivalent of a Sunday school teacher in the old school days yes (laughs) which I did yeah (laughs) anyway and um they loved it. The the people that went loved them, and they were rocking right along. And we were eating out, and I looked at them, and I said, Hold on. God's got a word for y'all.
0: And you were in a position of authority over them, by the yes, way. Yes,
1: yes, very much. And I said,
0: God is
1: going to open up the doors for y'all to have a huge ministry for for young marrieds. I can see it. Hmm. But Uh-oh. the Lord says to watch out because Satan wants to destroy your marriage. And you both need to get the dross out. Anything that isn't right in your life, you need to get it out because God's watching you and it's either going to be victory or loss. Well, they just kind of looked at me like, oh. <laughs> and anyway. Went
0: over real well. <laughs> yeah, went, went over
1: Sterling. Anyway, the next week, they went to church. The pastor, and this is mega church pastor. And he said, I'd never do this. But I've got a word for somebody, or several people maybe. And he said everything that God gave them, almost word for word.
0: So it was a confirmation of the word
1: you had given. God will always, always Confirm. confirm his word with signs and wonders following.
0: And that may be a future podcast. I would love to explore about Uh, God's confirmation process and the prophetic. Yes. So, when she
1: told me that, I went, wow. I said, well, that confirms it. They ended up divorced about six months later.
0: Yeah, I'm sure, you know, and you probably didn't know there was already issues there. Yes. And so, God was obviously trying trying to to avert trouble there right and so
1: but you know what that that young lady will always know
0: god gave them a warning first well and it probably also taught you yes a lot it yes i'll tell you what once you start stepping out in the prophetic and you really do it the right way with the right heart and spirit i have found i'm the one who learns the most through it because i feel like the lord i'm amazed at what the lord will show you and teach you and then you have to get into the arena of applying wisdom once god starts revealing these things to you i tell you what you you know the lord will uh, give you insider information and but he has to trust you first right but uh, but yeah i wanted to go back to your three points were receive remain and reveal
1: Amen. And let me just end with this, that we all can prophesy. Right. Everyone, any believer can hear from God. Right. But we should give out God's Word in a timely way, knowing that it's from God and that it's not brassy. You know talk about the difference real quick between a golden moment versus a brassy moment. Right. You want to wait. Sometimes we do have to, especially in familiar people we know, we have to wait for a golden moment. What is a golden moment? Well, it's the moment when you know they're ready to receive and you'll just know because... You want a golden moment. Uh, what is a golden moment? It's one that's purified by God. Easy to be retre- entreated and taken in. And it's one that will remain. Gold, you can't tear it up. You can't get rid of it. It's there. And so you want that golden moment. Now, brass, brassy, you may look like gold right sometimes if you work hard and shine it up a lot won't always hold that shine it but. won't hold that shine <laughs> Ooh, i like that Beth. that's a teaching you know what brass will not hold the shine and so we can we can also look at people that give out prophetic words are they holding their shine mm-hmm. if they're not their brass.
0: Yeah, you know, they. Uh, I was thinking real quick when you said that. They say that uh, in narcissism, the first thing someone will do is they will love bomb you. They will show you their very best side. Yeah. But they can't seem to hold on to that. So once you get to know them, you know, their true self starts emerging. Yes. Yeah. That's
1: sad because I'm thinking of someone right now. Ouch. Yeah. And we've got to remember that God's word is a rock. We don't throw stones at people. We never use God's word as a missile to hurt. No, never. Offend. That's
0: manipulation and witchcraft, and you don't yes. ever want to be guilty of that.
1: And so just start, get you out of the way. Right. Whether it's family. Anchor to God's word. Yes. Whether it's family or somebody you don't know, be brave, be bold. Let God use you to walk up to somebody. After you've prayed and say, hey, I've got a word for you from the Lord and give them out what God tells you. It may be something simple like Jesus loves you and he knows you're hurting. Just be led of the
0: Spirit. Just be led of the Spirit. I feel the presence of the Lord right here, Beth. Right. I mean, this is how the early church operated. This is how the disciples operated. This is how the book of Acts, how they went out. They were led of the Spirit and yes, everything they did. That's, that's how we right. should be living.
1: Amen. And you have to pray for that holy boldness. It takes boldness to walk up to
0: somebody you don't know and tell them anything. So... Well, and I'll leave us with this. It was the scripture that we started with. In 1 Corinthians 14, 26, remember it says, What then shall we say, brothers, when you come together, everyone has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation. Yeah, a tongue or an interpretation. All these must be done for the strengthening of the church. I'll tell you a wonderful mission field for this, for the prophetic. Not just the world, not just the unsaved. I have a whole string of podcasts on prophetic evangelism with lots of guest speakers. I definitely encourage you to go back and listen to those. But this talks about bringing a word or a revelation to the church. Whoa, what a revelation that is, I know, right? Yeah. To build up the church, for the strengthening of the church, First Corinthians 14, 26. So I think that's a great place to land yes. the plane. <laughs> we're going to land the plane.
1: And I want to say that I'm, I have a prayer team. It's not my prayer team, it's God's. But there is a prayer team, and I'm a part of it. And one of the things I like to do in the prayer team is has anybody got a word? Right. Has anybody Give the got a opportunity. Song? Right. Yes, I I like to put into practice the uh, First Corinthians and ask, does anybody have anything? Does any? and every time we've got one girl that's lady that's in there. She's. I would say there aren't many people that I think of as a prophet with a capital P. I think she may very well be. She is always in season and on target. Right. Scripturally the whole nine yards. And you could almost write on write it down. Uh, and I'm sure that watch it come to
0: pass. Right. I'm sure that's birthed out of her prayer life. She must spend yes, a lot of time in prayer. And in the words, so that you know, she does no surprise she, there but she's
1: a widow and she has lots of time to just pray. But uh, anyway I just want us all to just be doers of the word, not hearers only, that the kingdom of God can be advanced. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Have a a blessed day. You too. Everybody out there, you too. (laughs) Especially Rodney Bellamy.
0: listening to today's podcast. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll be informed next time I post. Thank you again and have a blessed day.